I want for you to play out a little game with me. I need for you to just shut your eyes and take a trip back into the past. Remember a time in the past where you remained resolutely focused on achieving a goal and it took you quite a number of years for you to actually achieve that goal. Can you think of any such time in the past? Can you think of any such period where you had such tenacity, focus, and persistence in achieving this dream of yours? I remember the story of Abraham and Sarah in the Bible where God had told Abraham he was going to make him the father of many nations. At this time, Abraham had no child. And Sarah laughed when she heard the story. Today's interview is not a typical podcast interview for this show, but some of the principles highlighted in the course of this interview are principles that are very pertinent and relevant to the kind of life that we talk about on every episode on this show, and the kind of life we are seeking to achieve, whether in our business, in our career, in our families. These are principles that are relevant. Hello, my name is Samuel Shaib, and I'm documenting my journey from immigrant professional to entrepreneur and highlighting the lessons I have learned from the works of the coaches and mentors who are guiding me. Each week, you will get to hear me share steps I'm taking to build my business, as well as conversations with other successful and like-minded individuals. I bring on these leaders and business owners to tell their stories of success and failure so we can take and apply the lessons they have learned over the years. If you are an internationally trained professional just like me, or an entrepreneur in the early stages of your business, or maybe you are still in your 9 to 5 and probably considering starting your own business and looking for guidance from some of the brightest minds on how to create a lifestyle of freedom, absolute control and fulfillment in life and business, then this is for you. Welcome to The Lead. I have a special guest with me today. She's a big friend of mine, someone I've always looked up to, someone I worked with in the past. Today, I'd like to welcome Yemisi Elegbede. PYE, I'd like for you to share with us who you are and what you do presently. Um, thank you once again for the opportunity. Um, I'm a pastor in Christ Embassy. Then I also work in an IT firm and became a database administrator before I had the opportunity to work in ministry. Uh, but presently, uh, the Lord laid it on my heart to write a book after the challenges I went through. And my area of challenge was in the area of fertility. And um, my husband and I, we had to wait to have a child for 17 and a half years. And it was really, you know, it was really a journey. <laughs> and I know a lot of people have asked me that, how, how, how did you do it? And one thing I just... Uh, was happy about was that I was able to articulate the different steps and stages that I went through to be able to um, get my twins because I eventually had twins, a boy and girl. And uh, after which a lot of people had uh, reached out to me and I've been able to teach them the same principle because one thing I realized in life is that 
to be a success in life, there are principles. It's not magic. And the same principle that works for um, maybe getting a job, um, relocating and uh, being able to establish wherever you are, um, getting married, um, even getting your own building, a house. Think about, uh, about it. Whatever is the challenge, it is the same principle. That's one thing I realized in retrospect mm. when I was now going through what God taught me in my journey. I found out that it's actually the same principle. The principle for success are the same. So I've been able to um, teach others the same principle. And surprisingly to me, not to God, uh, they've been able to, a lot of people have produced children. At least I've had more than 60 testimonies of babies born. Somebody used it for health. She had cancer and uh, listening to my testimony was able to apply the same principle. In fact, recently I have two um, CEOs that were able to apply it to their businesses and they use it to expand their businesses. Uh, one of them even said that God gave him a new idea of starting a new business just from reading my book. So people have used it for different things. People have used it to send their... In fact, I, I know a sister friend that said that after listening to my testimony, she used it for her financials. Uh, she wanted to send her children to school, ironically, in Canada, and they needed money as at that time. And she listened to my testimony and she went to apply the same principles. And today, that story... So people have been able to apply the same principle in different ways in for different things. And they've come up with... Um, amazing results but the one that always amazed me are people that replicated my testimony and produced their own babies you know because um i was doing a research and i found out that i do can you believe that in nigeria not the world 25 percent of couples in nigeria have infertility problem wow i was astounded because I was discussing with my husband, he said, what? You mean every four room, one person is mm. most likely to have infertility problem. I said, I've got to do something about it. And that is what I'm pursuing, how to be a blessing to other people, you know, because there's always a way. Even when every other thing fails, I just know that there's a way. And so that's what I'm doing right now. Amazing. I honestly didn't have all of this background information until you said it just now. So, PYE, before we get into the principles and how you went about applying those mm -hmm. principles, you've recently started a, I'm not sure if it's a if video blog on Facebook yes. where you go on weekly or to share yeah. stories and have people. Before we get into the strategies, could you just share with us mm -hmm. what were the struggles that you were going through mentally at, at that point? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, you know that... Um, Infertility is a major thing everywhere all over the world. I, I used to think it was an African problem, as in not the infertility, but, you know, the pressure we go through. Mm -hmm. I used to think about, you know, in, um, when you're in a journey, when, you, when something is a challenge, it sort of opens your mind and your eyes to see what others are going through. And even much more now that... Um, dealing a lot with women in this category, reaching out particularly to the women. You know, I read some of the blogs on Instagram and I feel like crying 
because it's the same thing that we go through in Africa that the other people too are going through. So it's not a matter of color or location. It's the same pressure because many people, at least a lot of people go into marriage for the joy of it, the fellowship, but the blessings of having a child, it's a blessing. Even the Bible said that um, the fruit of the womb is God's reward. So that's what you're going through. Now, Different people want to have children at different times. Of course, there's some couple that have decided from the beginning they don't want to have. Now, that's their choice. Right. And for that, your mind will not be there. But for those of us that went in and we want to have a child, your mind is forever there. I think that's why there's a scripture in Proverbs that says that there are seven things that are never satisfied. A barren womb. Because that's just the way you were created. We were womb men. We're created to have a child. So there's this yearning inside of you to have. Now, think about it, 17 years down the line. So you can imagine my healers are excellent people. If they were not, I wonder what would have happened to me. But you see, my husband was so understanding. My healers were too understanding, too accepting, you know. But whatever, when you go for family uh, gatherings, Somebody just got pregnant or somebody just had a baby or, you know, so they, you always, you know, you always see a new baby, somebody getting pregnant. And many of these people, you were at their wedding, you were there before they got married, you were there when they got married. So that pressure is there. Nobody is putting me on that pressure, but I am putting myself on that pressure because mm-hmm. it's just what is expected. And more so when the time keeps going, five years, seven years, 10 years. And you see, some people are like, please, what's happening? Mm. You know, I've had people tell me that you are too happy. That's why I thought, I mean, in my wildest imagination, it never crossed my mind. I just felt the way the the look on your face, maybe (laughs) P.Y. just wants to wait till she's ready. And so it never really crossed my mind or anything because you always had had this face that everything is cool. Yes. Well, I just told myself that this thing was between me and God. Why should I bother others? You won't believe that. Even my in-laws, they said that was why they couldn't ask me questions because they were like, I'm always joyful. Now maybe she's pregnant. They have just not seen the pregnancy. It was later they were telling me that honestly, that every time they see me, I'm always so full of joy. I think that is one area that my husband and God helped me. Because there was a time I was cutting myself off, you know. One thing I've noticed is that people that, uh, most couples that have infertility problem, particularly the women, they sort of cut off people. They think that nobody understands. They live an isolated life. And no wonder a lot of them are going through depression. I spoke to a doctor friend of mine. She said, do I know how many women are in depression because of infertility? Do I know how many women have committed suicide because of infertility issue? So a lot are going on. A lot of marriages broke down just because of fertility issue. A lot. So, you know, for those that have not broken down, some are just patching it because either the husband has gone out to have a child or something. Some women are pressurized to even go outside to go and get because they just feel that and you see people even doing some nefarious acts, buying babies, you know, doing all sorts. So it's it's a lot of issue, it's a lot of challenge. But 
personally for me, I like to appreciate my husband. He was just a rock. Because I remember when I stopped, there was a time I just said, why am I going for parties? When you get there, everybody will be asking, so how are you? Uh, the ones that don't know, they'll say, ah, the children. How am I going to answer? Then the ones that know is that, oh, okay, well, I don't worry, it's coming. There's always just that. So one day he come, he said, life is all about that. You can't cut yourself off life because you don't have a child yet. Okay, so if you cut yourself off life and the children come, you're going to look back at your life full of regrets. Now, what did I achieve? So that's one thing I tell people that this time, yes, you may, you are waiting, you're not happy, but you just have to kick off the uh, sadness and the depression. Because if you go into depression and you die now, that's the end. If you allow yourself to be sad in quotes, it pushes people away from you. You are now lonely, isolated. Eventually, whenever if you now get the child, you just wonder that you're a very sad person because all these things. So those are the things I had to consciously train myself to be joyful, to be happy. I had to consciously, it's not easy sometimes because some, some of your friends in trying to uh, be your friend, you know, some say things that are not quite sensitive. One thing I tell people is that the waiting period can be dark, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. So don't beat yourself up or say that it's my fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's, it's just your own journey. So you just have to straighten up and tell yourself that I'm just going to get out of it. There are, different people have different challenges. Like uh, right. my pastor always tell us that different people have different challenges. Our parts in life is different. For me, it was fertility. For somebody else, it was something else. So different people have different challenges in life. So I would say that was one of my toughest anyway. There are many challenges, but that one has been the toughest. This is the League of Icons. Mind your mind. Be your focus and play by a different set of rules. The reason why I ask what your mindset was when you went through all that challenge, because I know that when people leave, I have been through that journey, so I can, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. When people leave mm-hmm. and come into places like this, it's a totally mm-hmm. new environment. It's a new oh, yeah. culture. And there's a lot of adaptation mm-hmm. that goes into you settling mm-hmm. into the system. Mm-hmm. And we find a lot of times when we come to places like this, we forget the major reason that we came here. We lose focus we get stuck in the challenges of having to probably recertify so that you can continue in your line of profession, or maybe you're looking to change into a different uh, profession. And in the course of doing those, that's where we find a lot of us get stuck into this problem. And the reason why we get stuck is also the mindset. So I wanted you to highlight that mindset piece so that people understand that there's a lot that goes into when you're struggling to achieve something. You know, everybody has a dream. It's like you moving to Canada. You had a dream. Absolutely. And then you are looking at yourself one year, two year, three year. You're like, no, 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 no. This was not the plan. Sure. When I was coming here, I had a dream that by now I should have maybe gotten a job, be, uh, be certified or become a professional or all that. If you're not careful, depression sets in. And the same thing applied to me because I was like, I told myself I was going to marry at a particular age. I did. You know, some people married late. I married quite early. And in my mind, I'm like five years down the line before I'm, by the time I'm 30, 32, 
I should have finished having children. 30 passed, 32 passed, wow. 40 came. Wow. And I am still, wow. <laughs> in fact, no, no, no solution whatsoever. Hmm. And the issue with fertility is that the more you stay, the worse the diagnosis or prognosis. Because they now keep telling you, oh, sorry, you know you're not old, you know you're not over 40, oh, mm. sorry. You know, all the things you could have been able to do before, they now begin to tell you. I don't, maybe you are also in that situation. You listening to us now, you moved, then you are looking at yourself that, how come things are not working for me? What are you going to do? You have two options. It's either you're going to break through, fight it through, or you give up. PYA, now I'm really eager to get into these strategies because I'm sure that's what everybody's waiting to hear. But before we get into what did she do, there's this question I have most people ask me when I'm working with some of my coaching clients. What is my purpose in life? Am I actually fulfilling my purpose? So while you were going through this challenge, did it ever cross your mind at any point that maybe you were Maybe you were destined not to have kids. Oh, several times. Several times. Then I started having dreams of the babies. Wow. I started seeing them. So I said, God, so why am I seeing dreams? So he said, you are not one of the people that we know have. Because if you are, then you will know. You know, so he can, there's such thoughts will come that maybe I'm not destined to then, you know, when one of the doctors just told me, I'm sorry. We've done some procedure for you. I think uh, right now you have two options. It's either you get someone to give you egg, donate egg to you, or you go and adopt. But uh, medically, you cannot uh, have a child. So we got to that stage and I gave up at that stage too. So in case you have given up, I also gave up at the stage. I told my husband, I said, don't ever talk to me about baby again. Don't even mention, don't even, don't even say it. I said, when we get to heaven, I'll tell God I tried. So don't even. In fact, I told the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, please don't mention baby again. I've tried. Everything they say I should do. They said I didn't go for medical. I went for medical procedure. And that could quite be invasive. Mm. It could just be tiring, then the monies you spend, emotional, mm. trauma, what, what can we talk about, you know, and I did back to back, they all failed, so it got to a stage, I, I gave up inside me, and I told myself, I don't think this thing was working, but deep inside me, that thought kept coming, are you sure, are you sure that this was God's purpose for your life. Because I kept seeing the picture of the babies. I saw them so much. I saw them. Many people saw them. I had people call me to tell me that I saw you. In fact, some people even thought maybe I had given birth. Some that were out of the country that were that knew me, they were like, have you given birth now? I saw you. And I will laugh and say, it's coming. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I normally say I just say don't worry they're coming since you have seen them it's going to happen there was a time that I was just saying it to just put them off I was not doing anything I wasn't even praying I had given up so everybody gets to that stage but guess what giving up never gets the result 
when you give up, that's it. He, he just never gets anything done. So people say, I'm giving up. If God wants to do it, he wants to do it. No, it doesn't work that way. If you say, I'm giving up, then God will be looking at you. He's not going to force you. So what were the things you began to do? So I gave up. No medical procedure. It was even so bad that even when they're asking people seeking for the fruit of the womb to come out, I don't even bother. For one day, my husband was not so happy. He said, you didn't come out. I said, what am I coming out for? All the hands that have been laid on me, what happened? I said, please wow. forget. Wow. I, I got to that mm. to that stay, actually. But um, what happened? What happened was that um, the the Holy Spirit started talking to me that are you sure that that is God's purpose for you? Because that is not my purpose for you. My purpose for you is for you to have a child. Then secondly. Uh, there was this uh, Pastor Chris message, and I hope this ministers to somebody. He says, success in life is a requirement. Don't settle for less. That thing entered my marrow. I was hearing it in my sleep. Success in life is a requirement. Don't settle for less. Those are the things I trust. And those are the things that I'm aware of and I know. I'm not going to go any other way that I don't know. Those are the ones I know. Because somebody wisely advised me, uh, use the word of God, use prayer, then use medical technology that is available to you. And that was what I did. Seek knowledge, you know. So I sought knowledge from people that knew. And I went for those proceedings. Then the Holy Spirit spoke and told me that. What about if you get to heaven and I show you a picture of your life and right there, you saw that you you could have gotten the baby that, but that you almost got the baby. I said, "What?" I said, "I will forever be sad." Mm. Say, "You better get those children up. Forever be sad will not work because you're already in heaven. So if it's going to make you sad or regretful, then go for it now." So I'm talking to someone now. If there's something you know will make you sad or regretful, don't push it to the back of your heart mm -hmm. or your mind. Try to pretend that, oh, well, I've tried. No, 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 no. You can do it. I did. Mm -hmm. So that was the first one. I acknowledged that I needed a change. That was the first thing. Then secondly, like I told you, I said, in when you have a challenge, seek knowledge. I spoke to um, my um, uh, one of my my boss at work what I wanted to do and she counseled me and said that she had looked at me and that one thing I do that I must stop is that I start and stop that whenever you have a venture start and finish don't start and stop sometimes um, challenges in life may take a while it may take a long time to solve. It's not all issues that are instant solution. Some may take a while. But once you make up your mind that no matter how long this thing is going to take, I am going the whole way, then you will finish. But if you have made up your mind that, well, I've just tried once. If you, if you fail, that's it. I'm giving up. No, you don't give up. This is life. You just don't give up in life. You see, I held on to that word. Start and finish. I said, wow, start and finish. So that was number two.
two. Then my direct supervisor then looked at me and said, well, yeah, tell that you want to go and give birth. Please, we don't, I don't like stories. If you say you want to go for something, go all the way out. Whatever you need to put into this thing, put into it. Don't come back and come and tell us that we gave you time off work. You said you wanted to achieve a result. You now go home, cross your leg, you are drinking coke, thinking you have arrived. Those are exact words. Thinking you have arrived. That you have not arrived until you give us that child, the baby you say you want. Don't come, don't behave as if you have arrived. If a pregnancy is not what uh, we want, it's the baby. Mm. Until you give us those baby, don't relax. Go all the way through and get the result. I'm telling you, that was one of the most profound words I heard. I put everything down. So I decided that this is a project and I was going to be serious about it because it is a project that I cannot come back and tell stories about. So I called it Operation Conception. That was it. It was an operation. I had a schedule that I told myself I was going to keep to. Now, the medical issue I had was that Despite all the treatments I went through for IVF, they, they couldn't get enough eggs. Now, eggs are not what they sell. The only way you can get egg is through a donor. Well, I just told myself that I don't have any issue with donor, but I know with the word of God, I'll be able to produce eggs. So I knew that the only way I can change the results was going God's way. There's no other way. It's not a human thing. For some people... All you just need to do is maybe go to school, just, you know, push yourself, be disciplined to go to school, seek knowledge. For some other people, it's an health challenge. Uh, so maybe you, there are medical solutions for you that you have to go through. You know, so different people have different things they're working on. Some people, is just discipline. You just need to be disciplined. You know, I'm focused. My own was I needed to be disciplined. I needed to be tenacious. I needed to put the word of God inside me because that was the only way to produce the egg. And so I had a schedule between 9 and 2 p.m. every day. I was in my class of life. That's what I call this, a class to change my life. And I had different things I was doing at that period. I was very serious about it. And guess what? For all the months I was at home, I, I, didn't, I couldn't watch TV. TV, anytime I wanted to see that, I remember that word. You didn't go on to go and watch TV. So I told myself, I'm sure somebody is wondering, is it that serious? Oh, yes, it was that serious. It's something I've been trying to change for 17 years. So wow. it's not a joke. Wow. First of all, 17 years, you've gotten many negatives. Mm -hmm. Imagine, that alone has created fear. Then, you now, I've now gone to the hospital. They've told me a lot of things. That is another layer of fear. So these are all the things I needed to battle with. So I don't know what you are going through listening listen to me now. I don't know what your own challenges are. So if you're in the negative, like somebody said, one of the books I read said that, you know, it's so easy when you're in a zero to get to one. But when you're in minus 10, 
all minus 17. First of all, you need to get to zero <laughs> before you now go to the positive. So maybe you are like me, coming from minus. Remember, you can't stop at zero. The person is zero, plump, they've gotten to one. Right. But you are coming from minus. You first of all need to get to zero, then from zero to the positive. So I needed to add more firepower. And that was discipline. Apart from all that, I had to write out. You know, people say they have vision board. I had to do something like that. I had a board where I put... Now, all these things are actually documented in the book, Person Promise, and my blogs. If you go to my Facebook page, I have a blog. I have a group there, and I have a blog going on there. And um, the blog last week actually spoke about this, which was vision and actual. You must have a vision. What's the vision of where you're going to? My vision was to have children. So I created a picture of children. My husband and I, with children, we created that picture and I pasted it on my wall. That was the first thing I see and that's the last I saw. Hmm. What was I doing? I was creating a picture of what I want to do. Guess what? Somebody was sharing with me after my testimony that her own challenge was money. She needed to get some particular amount. She created a dummy check. Very big hmm. dummy check. Pasted it on her wall. And she began to pray and speak and God gave her ideas, different things she could do. And she got the money. So these things work. They work. It's scriptural and people apply it and it worked. It worked for me. So I put it on my wall. That is what I kept seeing. I will look at them. I will talk about it. I will pray about it. I will tell myself that, yes, and indeed, I'm going to carry these children. Yes, it's going to become a reality in my life. And I did everything I knew to do. But you see, another thing is that it just doesn't end in prayer. Mm. Prayer gives you action points. It will tell you, do this, do this, and do this. Guess what? The next thing I said, I was going for uh, uh, a procedure. I went for procedure, and suddenly my doctor was like, we need to change your treatment. We reviewed your case. The last treatment we used um, didn't quite work. So let's change your treatment. Why did they change my treatment? Why did they say they were going to change? In fact, shortly before that time, she had to go for a conference in Australia. And it was when she came back that she told me she wanted to change my treatment. The treatment was a different protocol. For those of you that know about IVF or you've gone through IVF procedure before, and that was it. They changed the procedure and voila. Suddenly the lady that was not producing eggs, she produced eggs. Wow. So the word of God that I've put into my spirit, somebody may be wondering, what do you need the word of God for? As a shield, because I was so full of fear. I couldn't even see the possibility of having those children. So the word of God created a picture for me. It gave me tenacity, determination. It gave me the ability to hold on. And, it you know, I had that picture and I knew and I knew and I knew and I knew I was going to have a baby. Now, that uh, IVF, uh, that cycle, aside from the egg, which was a success because in like, um, okay, I did a three sets first back-to-back -back that failed. 
Then I took a break of almost five years. Then I did one. Immediately I came back that failed. That was when I now went into this operation conception that I told you about. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly I got eggs. The only time I ever got eggs was the first time I ever did IVF. And that was before I was 40. Oh, they got the eggs. They got the embryo. I got pregnant, but I lost the pregnancy after eight weeks. It was a very traumatic time. And since that time till the new cycle that worked, I never, they were not able to. There was nothing they didn't, they gave me the highest dosage on drug. They were not able to. But after I spent time praying with the word of God and speaking to my life, suddenly the protocol changed. Suddenly I was able to produce eggs. So that's the power of uh, the miraculous working. So, so for a lot of people, they need that too in their life, the power of the miraculous. And I just gave you in short processes or in stages how you could quickly get back. And if you want to know more about my story, please get my book, Best in the Promise. It's on Amazon store for those of you who are in Canada, you could actually order it in Amazon store. And that was that was just it. Okay, that cycle produced the egg. It didn't produce baby. But because of the tenacity that was in me, because I told myself that I will start and finish. I will start and stop. The next cycle we did, I was able to get the twins. What did we do? The twins came. After 17 years. This is the League of Icons. Mind your mind. Be your focus and play by a different set of rules. 17 and a half. I always put that half because that half is really important. Amazing. <laughs> After 17 years. 17 and a half years. Oh. After 17 and a half years. Now, things are now easier for a lot of people. Wow. I have so many people. They just heard my testimony from a third party. They didn't do IVF. They are pregnant now. Once again, P.O.I., just tell us where we can get this book. Your the book the is available on Amazon store. Any Whatever country you are, Amazon is uh, global. That was why I put the book there. It's on Amazon store. You can get it on the Amazon store. It's also available on my website, www.bettingthepromisebook.com. Dot com. It's available there. And um, I also went out of my way because I told myself that it's not enough to just write the book. Uh, we need to give a lot of support to women because you see, like I told you, a lot of women are into themselves. You can't even talk to them. And I cannot tell you how many people have personally had to coach and counsel. You know, uh, you know these are people that normally they don't open up. But when they give them my number to speak with, maybe because I've also been there, so I can I can empathize. I know what they're going through. I know what it is to you know. It's, a, it's like a stigma. I cannot forget what my sister said that uh, because I, I I was with her when I gave birth in US, and that Sunday after I'd given birth, I was back in church. And so they had a program in church. And of course, during the program, they called for women seeking for the fruit of the womb. And my sister said, can you imagine? This is the first time ever 
that they will come for me seeking for the fruit of the womb that she doesn't go. That in fact, some people in church has to call the husband. Now. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Please answer your wife. What does she want? I know you guys have two kids. Wow. Is it that she wants more children? That wow. the frequency that she's been coming out. <laughs> so you see, when you have a challenge, it affects the whole family. It's not just you. It affected my sister because she kept saying, how, how, how can you not have children? It's not possible. Our kids came back and they're like, mom, how come we don't have cousins? Everybody have cousins. How come we don't say, but you have cousins? He said, that's on our father, uh, on our dad's side. What about on your side? How come we're the only kids? Imagine, he affected my parents because my dad kept saying, no, 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 no. That's not going to be possible. How can you know our children? I would not... I can't just fold my hands and be watching. So everybody was concerned. So you're going through some challenges. Um, things are not working. You're an immigrant. It we, You see, it affects the whole family. And that is why you have to get results. And there's something my husband always say. Remember, your results that you get is not just for you. It's for many, many other people. When I was going through... Uh, the principle, the challenges of fertility. I didn't know that one day it would become a book. That wasn't why. At least I didn't go into it for that. I didn't know that I will have opportunity to share with others. Neither do I know that, know that today many people will use it for many things. But that's just it. When you win in life, when you get results, then your results can be, can, others can use your results to get their own. So you are somebody's champion. So somebody is actually looking at you so that you could win and they can use you to brag. Mm. And so that was another thing I was very happy for that at least uh, I became somebody's champion because when people meet me and they're like, Madam, is it true <laughs> you waited mm. 17 years? I say, yes. They look at me, straight up. 17 I said, boy, yeah, yes, I waited 17. And you got the babies? I said, yes. I said, oh, my God. Then that means I can do it. And I've had many people come back that, thank you so much. I did it. That is my joy. That's the joy I derived. That somebody that given up could hear my story and be challenged, be encouraged. Like a lady that I met, somebody introduced her to me. So she got the book. And... Um, because I do counseling to, like I said, I'm coaching. So she called me and she was like, guess what? That your book gave me hope. Your book made me realize that I can't give up now. I should still push and I'll get it. And I told her, I said, that's the most profound, one of the most profound words I've heard. That if my book can give you hope, then that means I'm a success in life. Because that is really uh, my drive now. My drive now is to give as many people hope. Hope, not only hope, but to get them to get results. And so many people have already gotten results. So I tell them, I say, see, we're not trying to tell you it works. It's, it's already, it has already worked. So I'm not trying to convince you that using this strategy will work. It has worked. Not only me. I didn't mean it only worked for me. I would say, uh, maybe it's just a game of chance. It has worked for a lot of people. Guess what? The hard copy of this book came out in July last year. People, just by reading the book, 
I'm not even talking about people I spoke to one-on-one or people that I heard, those ones we've had over 60 babies. I'm now talking from the time this book was released. Now, these are people that I may never meet in life. But they sat down. They are like, if she can do it, I can do it. So you are listening to me there. You have given up. You think that, oh, things are not going to work. I'm challenging you today. It's great. It's going to work. Don't give up. Sometimes we give up too soon. Imagine if I gave up when it was 16 years. I won't be here today. But I pushed. So you are somebody's champion. The challenges you are going through today is somebody's results and testimony tomorrow. So please don't give up. Whatever you're going through, whatever is the challenge, whatever is the issue, you can actually get that result. I got it. So many others are pushing to get it. So you're surely going to get yours and we will rejoice and celebrate with you together. P.Y., I am so, so honored to have had this privilege of speaking with you and getting to understand the struggles and everything you went through to bring this testimony to pass. Because I remember reading on your page, I read the testimony and I just rejoiced. In my mind, I'm like, okay, this is such an amazing miracle. Beginning to see that the success was not just all about prayers. There were certain things you, you did. Oh, yeah. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm very privileged to be able to bring this story to people listening to me, to my audience, wherever they may be across the world, you know, to share your story. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to share this of mine. I didn't think I'd ever have the opportunity to share it, but I'll, ju- I'll just say it here. I have an auntie. She's probably in her mid-70s right now, and she's never had a child. Wow. And I'm, I'm listening to you right now, and I'm saying to myself, I mean, what else could I possibly do? She's widowed. She's never had a child. So I don't know whether to say whether there's still hope for her. But I'm privileged that I have the opportunity to share this so that whoever is listening to you will not end up in that kind of situation years from now. You're listening, regardless of what the challenge may be, you need to get this book, Burton the Promise. It may not be a child for you. It may be a job. It may be a dream. It may be, I don't know what it may be, but the strategies like PY has stated clearly, the principles of success are the same and they will work regardless of the, mm-hmm. of the situation. Mm-hmm. Just before we go, if we wanted to reach out to you, where oh, yeah. is the best way to reach out to you? Okay. Yes, you can reach out to me through my email address, birthingthepromise1 at gmail.com. And of course, I have a, a, a chat forum where you can reach me on WhatsApp plus 234-903-227-0404. Let me repeat it again. Plus 234-903-227-0404. I have a, a chat forum there, private, that people could chat me up and discuss. And of course, I'm also on IG the thing underscore the underscore promise. There's also a direct message uh, platform there where you could reach me. What the book has just helped me to achieve is that my talking time has reduced because most of the things we would have spoken about is already in the book. So people just get back to me to like ask questions and maybe clarification. You could just um, chat me up or drop me a message. I'll surely get back to you. Thank you so very much, PYE. So before we go, at the end of listening to this session, what can I begin to do today? Top three things. Number one, have a vision. You may say, oh, I had a vision. Well, reignite your vision if you have. And if you have lost the vision, 
rebirth division. Like I said, what do you want to achieve? Number one, sit down, think through what you want to achieve. Create your vision, that vision board, have it. Number two, start and finish. Have a strong determination that I'm going to start and finish. So number one, have a vision. Number two, be determined to start and finish. And then number three, above it all, um, there will be challenges that will come your way. Don't give up. Don't quit. No matter what, don't quit. If you have to do it seven times, don't quit. If you have to do it 13 times, you see, I was complaining to a friend of mine, can you imagine I've done the IVF cycle four times? Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to give up now. And she looked at me and said, really? I just met a lady that I did it 11 times. I said, what? 11 times? Wow. wow. But she got it. We are the ones that knew it was 11 times. The boy now should be about 10. That's all you know. Hmm. When people see the twins now, they don't believe. You know, people that just met me, they're like, really? 17? Even me, there was a day I had to count. Maybe I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to calculate. I said, yes, 17. They can't believe it. Because there's just a way, you know, when you get that result, things now work. The same principle I now used to get the children. I've used it for many other things in my life. And now things come fast because I mastered that mm. principle. So no matter the challenge now, I quickly, there's a turnaround. It's faster because I have gone through that process. I know what I did to make it work. And now whatever it is, I just, I get it quickly. We visit fertility homes. I have staff that go to fertility homes looking for the women in this category. My orphanages. I have people that are working with me to set up NGOs to support also in doing this. Because like I told you, imagine in Nigeria alone, 25% of couples have fertility issues. All over the world, just aggregate those figures. And you can see that there are a lot of people to work. staggering exactly staggering so what am i saying don't quit don't think that oh because god gave you division everything will just be smooth and no 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 life is not like that that he threw you um some loops does not mean you should now stagnate so aside from starting to finish don't quit don't quit because quitting is um giving up and once you give up, then nobody can help you. But when you are at it, then some, you know, um, help will come. And uh, that's what um, I really worked for me. And I want to say thank you very much again. In life, people are important. In life, don't ever joke with your circle of people that God will bring you away. Always be uh, a reach out to people make people around you happy be a blessing to someone you don't know the day they will help you you know for some people life looks so easy for them it's because they sow seeds of love and kindness and so people reach out to them like 
the opportunity you gave me now to come and talk on your podcast. I don't know why you called me. Maybe that might just be for that, that reason that I I can't even remember. Even up till now, I'm still trying to remember that really. <laughs> so that's another thing, you know. Be somebody's champion. You know, help somebody. Help somebody. Reach out to people anywhere. I'm very grateful and very honored, uh, PYE, to have you spend your time to speak with us and to share your story. I totally believe that there's someone out there across the world that needs to hear this and I'm honored to have been the platform through which they're hearing it. Thank you so very much, PYE. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much. I know that um, you're helping a lot of people. Somebody may even think that they don't need it now, but you need it. You need to hear this kind of uh, stories of others, how they went through challenges. It's a, a privilege and an opportunity because what you are doing for people now is that you are fast-tracking uh, their success rate. Because by the time you listen to this, then you don't wander around. I remember what somebody said that nobody have an excuse again to not to have a child. When I got my testimony and I shared it, mm. now because you have given us the ABC, right. the blueprint, and that's what they are doing for people now. So nobody has any right to fail <laughs> because now you brought other people that have gone through challenges, and despite the challenges, they are standing. So you don't have any right to fail. So that's what you are doing. But I want to say thank you very much. Thank you so much. I look forward to having more opportunities to come on your podcast to share at any other time absolutely we'll be honored (laughs) we'll be honored to have you PYE thank you so very much and we don't know if the twins are anywhere close by if we could just hear their voice so people can put voices to this testimony and know that these things are actually (laughs) real so if they're anywhere close by we'd love to have them speak if they're not that's totally fine wow let me see hold on just a second Let's see if I could get them together. They're here. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's Hello. your name? Sam. Sam, your name is Sam? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And what's your name? My name is Samantha. Wow, Samantha. Samantha, it's an honor and a privilege to meet both of you. Nice to see you. His name is Sam too, so say bye. Bye. Thank bye. you for coming on the show. Okay. This is the League of Icons. <laughs> just adorable. That was Be adorable. Your focus Thank you so very much. And play Thank by you. a different set of rules. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank so, you so much.